Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for another exciting episode of Wellness 101. I'm your host, TJ. With me, as always, is Aaron. How are you over there, Aaron? I'm doing great. Yay! Exciting. Um, so this week is a continuation from last week's talk on environmental toxins. Last week, we spent the entire time basically scaring everyone, right. I think. <laughs> exactly. I think we instilled the fear of God in everyone. Um, we we talked about how what you're doing now and what you're exposed to now can affect generations, 10 generations in the future. Right. Um, we talked about, you know, things like uh, endocrine disruptors and uh, and and BPA and um, right and pesticides pesticides and how you know as humans we're we're we we're exposed to these things and we all react differently and how research is really just looking at one chemical at a time and it's not looking at low levels and and combining these chemicals together in the you know thousands of of them that we're exposed to every single day in our land air and water um so this week we're we're going to i'll probably have to stumble through a few chemical names i did last week that was not so fun um but i tried and we're going to talk today about what it is that you can do to help detoxify your system and limit exposure to these environmental toxins because i mean i say limit because you're not going to eliminate them there there are too many of them they're 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 just rampant in our society you're not going to get away from them but if you can just limit what you're exposed to the to the best that you can you're going to be steps ahead right and help protect yourself from them right so. and hopefully your your kids and your kids kids and right 10 generations down the road yes so it's all about it's all about helping out so step one step one what are we going to do so there's basically four steps that we're going to talk about and step one is reducing your exposure to toxins. So you have a lot of control over what you're exposed to in your house from like cleaning products and personal care products to even the foods that you eat and how you store your foods. That's a big one is how you store your foods. So if you're using a lot of popular conventional products, the idea of changing them and you know going through and changing them according to the recommendations that we may lay out there it, it can be a little overwhelming at first. Yes. So we, we recommend that you start small and, you know, w what is it? The You make a 1% change every single day and, you know, you've made a 400% change over the course of a year. Right. So well, I mean, and do it, something every day to, to improve yourself. Yeah. And really, I mean, when you look at it, uh, listen to what we're talking about today and think about what will make the biggest difference, you think? I mean, so if there's something that you're, you know, you hear us talk about today that you think, oh, wait, I'm doing that every single day. Well, maybe start there because that's repeated exposure. Right. Um, the other thing is, what are the things that will be easiest for you to change? Because there will also be things that we talk about today that you're like, I, I don't care about that at all. I just I had no idea that it was exposing me to any sort of toxins. So, you know, some things will be very easy to change. That's another good place to start. Right. Exactly. So. Let's start with uh, cosmetics and personal care. So what we apply to the skin is very important, and sometimes it's as important, if not more important, than what we consume. So our gut's pretty good at blocking toxin ex absorption if your gut is functioning properly. Um, what, but the skin 
toxins can go through relatively easily and get into the bloodstream pretty quickly. It's just really a matter of seconds. It doesn't even take a minute for things that you put on your skin to be showing up in your bloodstream. And a lot of products that we use on a daily basis are linked to things like allergies. Um, they're endocrine disruptors, which we talked about those in last week's show, um, things like cancer, but yet they are sold by the millions. I mean, right. Well, and I get frustrated sometimes. I mean, talking to friends, I mean, I, you know, talking about this, I've had friends say to me numerous times, yeah, I mean, but most companies are so much better about this now. Or, you know, companies are much, you know, it's much safer than it used to be. No. No, it's not. Isn't. (laughs) I don't know how people, I think that maybe because there are some of these things that say natural on them or, you know, I mean, they'll have certain wording that make people think that it's safer. No. Products are much less safe than they were just 10 years ago. Right. You can slap natural on anything and and sell it. And unfortunately, that doesn't, that doesn't help. And it's amazing how many products out there that I see that'll, you know, talk about natural, have like natural, um, you know, it'll smell in a certain way, like that we think of as clean. And I'm just thinking, okay, but the fragrance is toxic. So I don't understand. Um, and we know that that's an endocrine disruptor. So I, it, I don't know. I mean, those things get frustrating. So yeah, what you put on your skin is extremely important. Right. That's exactly right. Um, so, so being careful, you know, paying extra special attention to stuff that, you know, it's going on children, pregnant women. I mean, you know, my whole thing is there are a lot of things that are not safe for a pregnant woman. Well, if they're not safe for a pregnant woman, are they really safe for anyone? Right. Right. And that's really true. I mean, I think when, you know, a woman becomes pregnant, that's one of the times when, you know, all of a sudden she thinks, oh, wait, I need to actually really be thinking about what I put in and on my body. Um, but let that be a wake-up call for how you should be living your life. Because if it's not okay for a fetus, it's not okay for you. I mean... That's exactly true. And, you know, and not just, I mean, we talked about children and pregnant women, but also um, the elderly, they're going to have um, a harder time and anyone with any sort of compromised immune system. Right. Yes. So we talked about the Environmental Working Group on the last show. And the Environmental Working Group is a great resource um, that you can go to and they look at a lot of different products and they test them. And there's, there's this resource there. It's called skin deep and they evaluate products and brands and they rate them on a scale of one to 10 of level of, of concern. So some examples of harmful ingredients that you need to avoid. So here we, here we go. Some of these, some of these words, I, I, I will do my best. I don't think any of these are too bad. Um, uh, triclocarban, triclosan. These are things that are in soaps and toothpaste, aluminum and deodorants and antiperspirants. That's, that's an issue. I mean, aluminum is a neurotoxin. We know it's a neurotoxin. That's that. And believe it or not, we see aluminum in a lot of people when we start talk, um, testing for heavy metals in the, at the Institute, it happens. Things like, um, phthalates and parabens and retinoids and moisturizers. These are big issues, boric acid and uh, BHA and diaper cream, um, PEGs, heavy metals, formaldehyde. These are things that are in makeups and cosmetics, um, toluene, uh, that's another one. And dibutyl phosphate, these are things that are in nail polish. Toluene, every time I see that, I, I think of the, the explosive ty- uh, TNT, trinitrotoluene. Um, that's 
the nerd in me again. Exactly. <laughs> she, she's she's literally her eyebrows it. are up near her forehead <laughs> and she's rolling her eyes, looking at me like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're throwing that." I I have a lot of information. I just like to share. Um, okay, so another place um, that you can that you can go to is this uh, is this site called Wellness Mama. Um, there's a lot of really good recipes for you to be able to make homemade soaps and body washes and deodorants. And they even have recipes for makeup on there, if, if I remember correctly. Is, isn't that right? Makeup? I think. Is there something? I anyway, so. they, they use a lot of essential oils, um, um, which are, for those of you who are who have been living under a rock, we, we have these things called essential oils out there that can be very, very beneficial in cleaning and um, stuff like that. So moving on to home cleaning products. So we think that cleaning our homes contributes to good health, all right? But a lot of home cleaning, conventional home cleaning products have a lot of carcinogens in them. They irritate our respiratory system and they contribute to allergies. I mean, just Go home, look at your cleaning products, and look on there and see if it says use in a well-ventilated area. If it says use in a well-ventilated area, the likelihood is that it's not good for you to breathe in, um, and it's a problem. I mean, how many of us have, have used a con- conventional cleaning product, and we are cleaning the bathroom, which is usually one of the smallest rooms in the house, and it, you know, we, we close the door to get to the shower or whatever we have to do. And the next thing you know, we're coughing in there because we're breathing in fumes and we can't wait to get back out of there because it's just crazy. I mean, that's the sort of stuff we're talking about. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a big category with cleaning products. I mean, we're talking air fresheners, bathroom cleaners, laundry, dish soap, um, dishwasher detergent, stuff that we clean our floor with, so all of the floor mopping things, furniture cleaner, all-purpose cleaning products. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, and what's funny is our friends over at the Environmental Working Group, they assessed more than 2,000 products. Half didn't adequately disclose their ingredients, and 75% contains ingredients that have worrisome respiratory health effects, and 25% scored moderate to high concern because of the ingredients or impurities in the products were linked to cancer. I mean, that is a big, big deal. And I mean, there, there's a free guide on there where it's, it's talking about healthy cleaning products. They use a, you know, A through F rating system on this. So, you know, we're, we're big fans of making your own home cleaning products. I mean, a little vinegar, a little hydrogen peroxide, um, and some water can go a long, long way in, in providing, um, uh, some, some, some good alternatives to cleaning products. And, uh, Mark Sisson is another person that provides a a lot, a, a really good guide to homemade natural cleaners, um, as well. All right, we've got to take another break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about toxins in our food. Uh, that's always a big talk topic is uh, stuff in our food. You're listening to Wellness 101. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in uh, part two, day two of uh, talking about environmental toxins. And in the first part of the show, we were talking about cleaning products um, was the, what we left off on. So... Yes, we're still on step one. We're still on step one of a <laughs> four-step process. Remove your toxic um, or reduce your toxic exposure. So we may have three shows on this one, too. We, we had three will on, get through it. We had three on thyroids, so why not have three on environmental toxins? <laughs> There's a lot more of them. Um, all right, so... Toxins. Toxins and food. And food. 
Um, so toxins are in our food, um, whether they're added on purpose or or contaminated through pr- through processing and packaging. So there's some there's some big offenders out there, and so Environmental Working Group again we're going back to them. We should we should get them on the on the horn one time and right. say hey we talked about you guys a lot on the yes. show. Um, yeah, one of the big ones is pesticides. Yes, pesticides is a big one. They have they publish what they call the dirty dozen. Um, those are the one the foods that have the highest pesticide levels, and then they have another one called the clean fifteen, which are the foods with the with the lowest levels right. of pesticides. And I'm going to go through those really quickly. Um, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on them, no. but just so you know, um, for 2017, the Dirty Dozen, which these are the fruits and vegetables that um, have the highest level, so you definitely want to buy them organic. Um, strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, peaches, pears, cherries, grapes, celery, tomatoes, sweet bell peppers, and potatoes. And then we have the Clean 15, which... Buying organic is always best, but these are the fruits and vegetables that you're usually okay, even if they're conventionally grown. And remember, conventionally grown doesn't mean genetically modified. It just means that they were grown and given, you know, pesticides or whatever may have been sprayed on them. Right. Um, And those are sweet corn, avocados, pineapples, cabbage, onions, frozen sweet peas, papayas, asparagus, mangoes, eggplant, honeydew, kiwi, cantaloupe, cauliflower, and grapefruit. And it's. I just wanted to go through those because I think that a lot of us get overwhelmed and we think we have to buy organic everything. And so it's. A, there's a little bit of peace of mind to know, I mean, that as long as you're really staying away from the dirty dozen, I mean, that's a huge step forward. Big step. Yeah. It's, big, it's a big place to start. Um, another thing is antibiotics. Yeah, um, talking about other toxins in food. Yeah, other toxins in food. I'm sorry. Um, antibiotics. They're or, not part of the clean 15. No, no, they're not. They're not. We're, we're moving right along. Um, we blew through that very quickly. Um, antibiotics. Um, so organic meat and grass-fed meat always were, are going to trump over conventional meats from a nutrition standpoint. And usually our, our, our organic meats and grass-fed meats, they're also free from antibiotics and the growth hormones that get injected into to, into traditional, um, you know, feedlot-grown um animals out there. So it's it's always best to, to eat organic and grass fed whenever you can. Um, the next one is on the list is heavy metals. You know, I'm a I'm a big proponent of making sure that we don't have heavy metals. Heavy metals can mask a lot of different problems going on in a person's body. Yeah, a lot of people have been misdiagnosed because they actually had heavy metal toxicity. Right. So they've been diagnosed with something else. And when the treatment for that isn't working and they show up at the clinic, then they realize, oh, wait, it wasn't that at all. Right. It, you know, I actually have toxic and heavy metals. Right. So, you know, things things like mercury is is a heavy metal that we're exposed to quite a bit and, you know, there's a lot of fish that have heavy mer- uh, that have mercury in it. Um things like shark and swordfish, um king mackerel, they have a lot more um mercury in them. Um other things that have mer- uh, that have heavy metals in them, rice um has a lot of arsenic in it, and so making sure that you're, you know, that you're careful with, with consumption of that. Um, you know, you don't want to eat rice every single day of the, of your, of the week and you don't want to have it at every meal. You want to make sure and limit that. Um, arsenic is, you know, part of our diet. It's in a lot of different things. It just happens to be relatively high in comparison with when we look at, when we look at rice. Right. And especially, you know, pregnant women and children, you want to be especially careful. Right. 
Um, and then another one, number five on the on on step one. Oh, we're still on step one after this um, with food. Rather, is food additives. Um, we want to make sure and steer clear of food additives. Um, basically, the easiest way to do that is to stay away from processed foods completely. So if it's in a package, try to stay away from that. Um, that'll that'll keep you free of the additives. Right, and I I get that that's a really blanket statement and. You know, a lot of you out there are probably like, okay, that isn't doable. Um, But just know we're not trying to be extremely difficult. If it is packaged and processed, it has additives. It's that simple. Right. So, I mean, there isn't a way around it. Right. (laughs) So it is what it is. All right. So moving from food, the next one is um, BPA. Um, um, We talked about BPA on the show last week and we talked about it earlier today so this is an endocrine disrupting um chemical um you've you've basically been under a rock like i've said before if you haven't heard about this stuff it's it's not the only um endocrine disruptor that's out in everyday plastics but it's a big one um the environmental working group does provide a list of the of the dozen worst ones but some things that you can do to avoid bpa is use stainless steel, glass, or aluminum for water bottles and for food storage. Um, that's a big one. We're exposed, you know, there's plastic water bottles everywhere, and, and, you know, they have BPA in them like nobody's business. Well, and a lot of these food storage containers, um, a lot of the ones that you can get that are, you know, somewhat disposable, but if you're anything like, you know, my family growing up, you don't dispose of anything. Um, you use sour cream containers and old, you know, yeah, yogurt and, containers and, and you and microwave stuff. your food in it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's my point is really check that because those things are not meant to be heated with food. And right. that's what, I mean, I know if, a lot of us. If you want to ensure that you get high levels of BPA, microwave your food in some plastic. Right, exactly. That'll and load how many of us do that? I mean, and or, you know, did until we knew better. Right. I think a lot of people do. And I know that a lot of people do. And I did it for a long time. Right. Trying to avoid using plastic wrap is another big one. You can use parchment paper or recycled aluminum foil in place of that. Um, if, you, if you're if you a coffee drinker, you can brew it in a French press instead of a percolator. Percolators are, are big, big um, uh, sources of, of BPA. Um, keep your plastic out of the dishwasher. Even even though it says it's dishwasher safe, getting it hot in the dishwasher is a big deal. Same thing with freezing. Um, when you freeze those, that that stuff, the the molecules, the, that stuff, it leaches. It just leaches into right. it releases the phthalates into those that in those phthalates and the BPA stuff. Um, try not to drink canned soda or seltzer. Aluminum cans are often lined with BPA. And if you if you look in your grocery store. I've, I I peruse the aisles on a regular basis, just seeing what's going on out there. I'm starting to see more and more canned goods that have linings on the can. It says uh, BPA free lining. Well, and yeah, and one of the reasons is, I mean, we know that I'm extremely sensitive to that, and so we've become much more, you know, cautious about it. And it's become easier and easier to find cans that are not lined with BPA, and it makes a big difference. Right. And generally, that is one thing that. Um, you aren't paying more. You just have to be cautious about it because usually right. the canned goods that are not lined in BPA are approximately the same price as the ones that are. So you just need to wash. It's not an extra expense, which is good news. Right. Um, the next one is drinking water. Let's talk about water. So the United States, uh, 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 contrary to popular belief, does not have um, you know the absolute best drinking water on the planet. 
it's relatively safe in the fact that it's not going to have, you know, bugs in it for the most part. Right. But it's full of chemicals. And, I mean, the Environmental Working Group identified 316 contaminants in the public water supply. 200 of them, over 200, were unregulated contaminants. So that's just in normal, average, ordinary, everyday tap water. That's that's a catastrophe waiting to happen that we're that we're exposed to these things. I mean, little kids drinking this, pregnant women, elderly. I mean, this stuff can wreak havoc on them. And I mean, we're talking about, you know, I'm I'm concerned toxins, things like 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 bugs, pathogens, bacteria, virus, parasites, heavy metals, copper and lead. I mean, we live in St. Louis. This is a relatively old city. There are a lot of houses in this city that still have lead pipes, and those things were phased out in the seventies, late seventies and eighties. And the, but the, the houses were built back in the you know I have I have friends that live in houses that are a hundred years old, and you know they had to make sure that they that the lead pipes were out of there. Um, th- those are all big things. So you know make sure with your water. We highly recommend getting some sort of water filtration system. Um, there's a lot of different kinds. You, there's countertop, there's under the sink, um, there's, there is, you know, reverse osmosis and things like that. We actually, I actually distill my water, um, that I drink at the house and cook with. Um, it makes that, a huge difference. It's a huge, huge difference. There are and, a lot of water filtration systems that don't filter out very much. Yeah. And when you see, when you clean this stuff out on a, on a almost daily basis. Yeah. You, you'll never go back. <laughs> you will, you will be petrified at what you would yes. be drinking. Otherwise it is scary. And I recommend to my patients, I have tons of patients. I actually have a little handout of, you know, when they ask, well, what do you do about water at your house? I'm like, oh, I drink distilled. And I hand them the handout that gives them a step-by-step go to this website, h2olabs.com, buy this model. 200 um, as your as your introductory level into into distilling your water make sure you buy extra carbon filters make sure you buy um, extra um, pads there's these little pads that go under that specific model that you're going to need I lay it all out for them and they come back like my gosh this is so easy I didn't know why I wasn't doing it before it's because they hadn't known they right. didn't know that it was which there. is why we have this show that's exactly <laughs> right that's what we're here for and speaking of this show, we've got to take another break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk really briefly about indoor air quality, and then we're going to move on to step two, two. <laughs> um, and then we're going to blow through that one. So it's exciting and fun. Stick around. We're talking about environmental toxins. This is Wellness 101. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are t- on another beautiful Sunday talking about environmental toxins and what you can do. Um, we've got four steps. We're still on step one, halfway through the show. Yes, almost done with it, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reduce yeah. your toxin, toxic burden. Exciting. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about indoor air. Um, indoor air pollution is a is a big a big thing, and oftentimes it comes from water damage. Believe it or not. Um, it's been estimated the the what is it the federal facilities council estimated that 43% of current homes have water damage while up to 85% have had past water damage wow yeah that's a lot it's a lot of houses and, and once water damage occurs mold can grow in 24 time. to 48 hours i mean it's really yes. quick it's fast and mold is one of those big things as we talked about it in last week's show that's a big toxin that that is really hard on a person 
Um, but then, you know, there's bacteria and endotoxins that all, and other organic compounds. They're all problematic. So making sure that you're using an air filter um, or an air purifier or air sanitizer are some ways that you can improve your indoor air quality. Um, a HEPA filter, um, there are a lot of different things out there. Some people like to use UV light filters um, to, to kill stuff. Just be conscious that the air inside your house can be just as toxic as the air outside of your house. Right. You need something to remove the ultrafine particles like dust and viruses, yes. you know, things that are in the air, allergens, odors, germs. I mean, all of those things that we're breathing in. Right. So And mold. And mold. Yes. Yes, mold is a big one. Um, okay, so that's the end of step one. Yay. Let's move on to step two. Step two, eat a nutri- nutrient-dense diet. So this is going to be relatively quick because we hammered on diet before on this show. If you haven't listened to our show before, just pick one. Well, I'm sure we talked about diet in there for, for a little bit. Um, you know, getting rid of processed foods um, it, they're gonna have they're gonna have toxins in them. All processed foods do. Um, just getting that stuff out of there that's a that's a big one. Um, there's four foods that really can disrupt our gut: um, cereal grains, omega six industrial seed oils, things like corn oil, um, cottonseed oil, safflower oil, soybean oil. Um, those are things that really. Uh, our omega-6 heavy industrial oils, refined sugar, number three, and processed soy, things like soy milk, soy protein, soy flour. All of these foods really can disrupt the gut and disturb our endocrine function, and they increase our inflammation. And, I mean, that just leads us to the open the dictionary on chronic diseases, and it sets yourself up for that. Um, but on the other side of that, we recommend a lot of people follow a paleo diet and sometimes a Mediterranean diet or a mix of the two. But a paleo diet is just naturally going to support your detoxification and uh, pathways and overall health. Um, instead of, you know, eating a standard American diet, which is just very high in refined oils and processed foods, switching over to paleo, eating, you know, more meats, fruits and vegetables these are this this type of diet is going to be very anti-inflammatory which is going to reduce the stress on your body it's going to help provide a lot of really key micronutrients that you're going to need to detoxify our b vitamins zinc magnesium choline glycine um plant polyphenols these are all things that help us detoxify and they're very very important and that's diet yes step three (laughs) improve your gut health <laughs> she, yeah, that was impressive. You go right ahead. You got anything for improving gut health? Um, no. Oh, all right. So <laughs> I'll jump on your whatever right. you have to say. She'll she'll jump on 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 the on what we talk about here. So we talked earlier. Uh, the the gut is actually designed to help remove ingested toxins, but only if it's working properly. And there are things that disrupt the that. Work from working properly. Our gut can can be thrown out of balance. Stuff like antibiotics can just destroy our gut micro microflora. Um, birth control pills, eating highly refined carbohydrates in our diet, um, that can really make play havoc. Those industrial seed oils that we just talked about, chronic stress, chronic infections, they all disrupt our gut flora, and that can be a big big um, problem for us in the long term. And we've talked a lot on this show about how our gut is related to our skin and our heart and our thyroid and brain and pretty much every other organ in the body and system in the body. So 
healing and maintaining your gut is extremely important to overall health. So, you know, things that you can do in your diet would be, you know, making sure you're eating probiotics and fermented foods, things like sauerkraut and kimchi. Um, Probiotic supplements are available. Um, Those types of things can help. Prebiotics are often better than probiotics because they promote the growth of those beneficial bacteria. So things, fruits and vegetables that have a lot of soluble fiber, things like sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and avocados, these are prebiotic type foods. Um, um, Resistant starch. um, Cooked and cooled potatoes, if you can tolerate tolerate them, provide a resistant starch. Um, And more concentrated doses can be obtained from potato starch. Um, another one is avoid antibiotics unless you just absolutely have to have them. They need to be the last ditch effort. You know, let your body go through the fever. Um, you know, if you're if you're sick and it's a it's a it's a bug, you know, let the body try to have a chance at fighting these things. Right, off. and just be cautious with it. I think you know antibiotics are one of the um, pharmaceutical drugs that we've talked about that um, have been amazing to overall health and to society. So right. they are, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's great that we have antibiotics when they're necessary, but they are overused and they can cause a lot of harm. Right. Um, so while they may be necessary, just be, you know, conscious of that and uh, supplement after you've taken antibiotics with really good um quality probiotics. Right. That's exactly right. So, I mean, you know, uh, at at the turn of the century in 1900, the leading cause of death was, or one of the leading causes of death was infection and all different kinds of infections. And so antibiotics did a very good job of, of, of changing that, but we've replaced infection with chronic disease. So that may be worse in the long run. Right. It's way more costly. Um, so we've really got to, we've really got to pay attention to that. So step four, step four, Yes. We're blowing through these. We are. Improve your detox capacity. So we talked, I believe, was it last week or was it earlier this week? These these have kind of run together. We talked about detoxification pathway in the liver. Um, I think that was last week, right? Yeah, I think it was last week. Um, So sorry if we talked about it in segment one. I don't really, I don't don't remember. I think it was last week, though. Um, We talked about the physiology and detoxing through the liver and there's three phases and a lot of people really only focus on phase one and phase two but the the three phase three is important too i think it was last week because it made me laugh because i'm like nobody talks about any of the phases <laughs> you are in a very different social circle than i am because huh. <laughs> the different phases of liver detoxification have never come uh, up in my everyday conversation well, let, let's face it i'm not sure i have a social circle <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really sure oh gosh it's sad um <laughs> So phase one detoxification, that's when we process the toxin, we we can create some free radicals. Um, Phase two is when we break it down into water-soluble components that our body that can actually excrete. And then phase three is removing the the remaining products actually outside of the cell, getting the stuff off the bus. Um, So these, these detox phases are... There, it's a very complicated network. It's a spider web, if you will, of a lot of biochemical reactions that have to be assisted by hundreds of cofactors and enzymes. And, you know, we need lots of nutrients to create these these enzymes and these cofactors. And 
there are ways that you can help support your detoxification capacity. And one of these things is to support methylation. And methylation is this is this step of detoxification. It's it's one of the conjugation reactions that happens in phase two. Methylation itself it has you have to have B vitamins and zinc and magnesium and choline and glycine and betaine or betaine, depending on how you're raised saying that one. Methionine. All these things are important. And for some reason in society, there's there's this genetic test out there for an MTHFR genetic defect. And everyone jumps on that and says, oh, that's methylation. And that's not just methylation. There are a lot of other components around that and a lot of other a, a lot of other genetic breaks that can take place in our catechol O-methyltransferase, in the urea cycle, in um, MTRR, cystothionine beta synthase, CBS, um, VDR, vitamin D receptor. There are a lot of different components of this, and that's why just folate isn't going to help the problem. You have to have all these other things that circle around this to support the entire methylation pathway. Because if you think of this as like gears all lined up and MTHFR is in the middle and all these other things are around it, if MTHFR is broken or if any of them are broken, all the gears that are connected together can't spin or they're all slowed down. So you everything is affected at once. So you have to pay attention. You have to be with someone who's taking care of you who can understand that process and move through and say, look, we have to support this entire system, not just one little thing. Sorry, I got on a pedestal there. Yep. I don't know where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about supporting methylation. So things that you can eat to support methylation, being on a paleo diet really helps. Um, you're more likely to get these these B vitamins, zinc, magnesium and things, um, and glycine. Um, you know, if you have he- heavy metal toxicity, um, impaired methylation may be one of the underlying causes to this. Um, you can test for methylation. Um, it's very important to know. Um, it's methylation is also required to produce glutathione, which is our master antioxidant of our body. And a lot of foods can pr- produce the, the glutathione precursors, but you've got to be able to put all this stuff together. Um, so it's very important to make sure that your entire methylation pathway is working. I know so many people have a glutathione deficiency. Yes, it's insane. And we do a ton of glutathione. IVs, my yes. gosh, we do glutathione like it's going it, out of and style. I mean, because once people start, they, they I mean, it, it makes them feel so much better. So much. All right, we've got to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about supplementing. We're going to talk about sweating and stress and sleep, the, the four S's here. All right, this is Wellness 101. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're rolling into our last segment of day two, or or part two rather, of our environmental toxins talk. It's been very exciting. We've talked about a lot of different things, and this week's segment we've been we've or show we've been focusing on what you can do at home um, to help decrease your toxic burden. And last week we uh, we did a very good job of scaring everyone into listening this week. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, so go if you if you missed last week's, go and listen to it because you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is this is a catastrophe waiting to happen. Um, so when we left, we were talking about methylation, and I kind of got up on a a little a, a rant, so to speak. Um, and so yeah, that was fun. Um, I promise I won't rant this time. Um, so we said when we left that we were going to come back and we we're going to talk about the four S's, supplementation, sweating, stress, and sleep. Um, these are things that can decrease um, your toxic load and your environmental toxic load. 
So supplementation. There are. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start this out by by just warning everyone. There are a lot of different supplements and things out there that can help a person detoxify. And they can be extremely powerful and at the same time extremely problematic. Not just because something is is good for detoxifying doesn't mean that it's going to be good for you. Um, there are a lot of reasons why certain individuals should not be taking certain supplements. Um, you know, it's just one of these things that you've got to really go to someone who understands what in the world they're doing when it comes to dietary supplements. This is, I see so many people that come in and they're on a pile of things and one or two of them may be beneficial and a lot of them are really dangerous with what they have going on. I will pick on one. I will pick on alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid is my favorite antioxidant. It's fat and it's water soluble. Yeah, the, that, it's normal. It's normal to have a favorite antioxidant. Yes. That's, that's normal, I think. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm going to have to think about this, but no. That, wow. Well, <laughs> on that note, this and see, this is, a, again, I'm pretty sure I don't have a social, a fr- a social network of friends. <laughs> Mine's blueberry. You really? In case anybody was wondering. <laughs> so maybe it's not that abnormal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, it's two against one in the studio today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, but, but anyway, so back to alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid, fantastic at helping a body detox. But a little thing that people don't know is alpha lipoic acid, you shouldn't be taking that if you have high levels of mercury because you actually can open up the blood-brain barrier and you're welcoming that mercury to go right in and deposit in the brain. Um, which it can create all kinds of neurologic issues there. Does it happen on every single time you take alpha lipoic acid? No, but a lot of people that are taking these detoxification supplements, they've taken them for a long, long time. And especially when we get into herbs, people can have reactions to herbs like they have reactions to food. And there are a lot of herb-herb interactions. There are a lot of herb-drug interactions. These things can be dangerous and we're just they're just out there being taken willy-nilly because they read somebody read an article that says oh this herb herb can help that's not necessarily the case so be very careful with what you're taking i promise you i've had a bunch of people that come in and i'm like okay the first thing we're going to do is we're going to stop taking all of this stuff for a couple of weeks and then we're going to start reintroducing things that will actually help and what's funny is when they come back in after that two weeks of downtime they're like i feel so much better like exactly you got off all that crap that wasn't serving you at all right but i mean they're trying and that's what i think that's where i think it gets frustrating is that they are taking those things because they are trying to help themselves. Right. So be wary. Supplements are very good if given the right, the right person is taking the right supplement and the right dose at the right time. It, that's how it matters. All right. So number two, sweat. Toxins in the body and the, and the, and especially in the liver and kidneys, they can't properly detox. Um, if we, if we can't rather talk properly detox them rather, sometimes they can be expelled if you sweat. This is why getting out and moving, working up a sweat is, can be extremely important. Um, you know, this is, it's a little controversial, but there is evidence that heavy metals, BPA and flame retardants have been found in sweat of individuals who have been exposed to those. 
So that just goes to show you that we detoxify a lot through sweat, getting regular exercise, sweating, getting in a sauna. Yeah, that's why one of the reasons why saunas are so good at detoxifying. But then with sweating comes making sure you're getting properly hydrated. Yes. Put the water back. This is why this is another reason why we do lots of IVs at the clinic. People are chronically ill are chronically dehydrated. They have to have the fluid. All right, stress. Stress management is a huge, huge deal. Making sure you're doing something to relieve your stress, whatever it is. Yoga, uh, meditating, those are big ones. Um, Just figuring out and saying no to people. Right, and keeping your relationships strong. You know, the the relationships that are positive in your life and, you know, the people who build you up, try to keep bonds with those people. And I know that sounds like I'm kind of, you know... um, just patronizing you and um but i mean we need to hear these things because a lot of people um you know we're so busy and those are the things that end up you know kind of sliding and it if you know that it makes a big difference in your health maybe you'll be more apt to really keep those relationships strong right so that's a that's a big one is making sure you're taking enough time for yourself and 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 working on excuse me, working on your stress level. Yeah, and decreasing your time with people who stress you out more. Yes, my gosh, cut ties with people that are stressful in your life. If they're not serving you or helping you or, you know, you know, making you feel good being around them, get them out of your life. Yes, a lot of people that we see who are very sick have trouble doing this, and it's kind of amazing. I know we've both seen this in our own lives. Yep. Um, when, you know, you finally let go of people who aren't, um, you know, helping you become better and, you know, helping you be a healthy person. It's amazing how much better your life is. People can be toxic too. Yes. Um, All right. And lastly, sleep, Uh, making sure that we get enough sleep. Um, Sleep is a big deal. A lot of, a lot of Americans don't get enough sleep, Um, getting less than six hours. um, That's a, that's a big, big deal. Sleep deprivation causes our body to be inflamed. It messes with our immune, immune system. It, negatively affects our body's ability to detoxify. So that just slows us down right there. Um, you know, the circadian rhythm that we're in, this this wake and sleep cycle can, can regulate liver detoxification. So we want to make sure that we're getting enough sleep, um, get rid of artificial light, um, you know, get blue light out of your out of your life as much yeah, as you can at least an hour before bedtime yeah sleep in a really really dark room that's a big one too um but just just getting enough sleep i'd be impressed if people just got sleep right and if you're having a an extremely hard time getting um enough sleep that's really time to see somebody because yes. a lot of people turn to sleep medications and probably something is going on exercise can really help with that too yes if you're exercising during the day you're more likely to be tired at night that's right so, we did it. Yes. We got through. So, you want to go through the four steps again? Yes, run through them. Um, reduce your uh, toxic burden. Um, we want to improve gut health. Yeah. Diet. Yes. Oh, pay attention to your gut health. That's a big, big one. Um, and then step four, um, improve your detoxification capacity. Big, big deal. Make sure that we're able to detoxify, right? And if you missed last week's show, go back and listen to it. We talk about, you know, the things that we're exposed to, all these toxins in our environment, how many there are. I mean, thousands of these things are are have been approved and, and why the testing matters and why it matters to make sure that your your body doesn't have these toxins and, and making sure that you're 
doing the steps and things necessary that you need to do at home to eliminate these things from your life. You know, there there are a lot of easy steps that we can do, just making sure that you're moving in the right direction. We're not asking everyone to, you know, completely detoxify their system and their body all at one time. But making slow, gradual improvements is a very, very, very big deal. Right. And just being aware of it makes a big difference because it makes you more conscious of what you're using and putting in your body. Yes. So that's about all the time we have for this week. Um, Be sure to visit our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Follow us on social media. We post a lot of stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Um, We even post deals on there for the clinic. So make sure that you're following that. Yes, and Um, feel free to email us. I know so many of you have emailed in questions, and that's great. Um, You know, we'll respond. So let us know if there are things you're wondering about or if there are certain things you want us to talk about on the show. Yeah, call us. Drop us a line, 314-293-8123. Well, that's enough for this week. Um, For Wellness 101 and Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. Thanks for listening.